Chapter Fifty Five of No Quarter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. No Quarter by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter Fifty Five. Hawking at Home. The Peregrines had killed Cushat and Partridge the merlin its half-score of buntings and turtle-doves and the ladies having had a surfeit of sport were about setting faces homeward not that it was late still wanting two hours of sunset but the news from monmouth had disquieted them and they were feeling anxious about their father's return he might be back already and if so would wonder at their being away from the house van dorn had called off the dogs rehooded the hawks and made all ready for the start home when game of a sort that day unseen by them came unexpectedly in view a heron on its way across the forest from the severn to the wye flying low as it passed over the park hapless heron a temptation no falconer could resist and at leave or rather command from the younger of his mistresses off went hoods again leashes were let loose and once more away flew the noble falcons mounting spirally upward just at that moment the gates of the park were thrown open to admit prince rupert and his retinue with lunsford still by his side the two had already looked through the rails and up the avenue to see there what gave them satisfaction the house with windows no longer shuttered smoke ascending from several of the chimneys in short every sign of occupation the family here as anticipated your highness will not be disappointed this time oh woe i was beginning to think the lady of the golden locks an ignis fatuus never to be caught there will be an opportunity of catching her now and keeping her if your highness so desire you would counsel making the fraulein's our prisoners then is that what you mean mine colonel their father at least should be made so there's every reason and right for it he your prisoner taken back with you to bristol tis but natural his daughters should accompany him and share his captivity if they have the true filial affection they'll be but too willing to do that does your highness comprehend quite was the laconic response the suggestion cruel and ruffianly did not jar on rupert's ears rather was it in harmony with his wishes and half-formed designs he was proceeding to ponder upon it having ridden through the gate when a cry peculiarly intoned came from a remote corner of the park quick followed by a shrill whistle the air was still and sounds could be heard from afar these being clearly distinguishable ho ho exclaimed the prince reining his horse to a stand sport going on here somebody out hawking the hoo-ha-ha-ha -ha -ha was familiar to him yes said lumsford that was a falconer's cry the cast-off who might it be sir thomas impossible to say prince the party must be behind that spinney of scotch firs but see yonder the hawks peregrines in chase of a heron by your lady yes a splendid cast trained to perfection how handsomely they mount up over him now they stoop 
rake superb a fig for your chances master lancebeak hey one of them bound now the other now down down wonder shone absorbed in watching the actual conflict all eyes directed upward rupert and his following for a time neither saw nor thought of anything else nor did they of the hawking party who led by the chase had pushed on through the spinny of furs to be forward at the kill only when the bound bird was writhing to free itself in its last struggles lowering down to earth did the two parties catch sight of one another not so near yet a wide stretch of the park lying between but near enough for a mutual making out of what they were soldiers exclaimed one of the hawking party wenches the word that came from the lips of the cavaliers we're in luck prince said lunsford you see yonder two ladies yes are they the birds we're in search of think you sure of it your highness playing with other birds ha <laughs> ha well suppose we join them at their play as your highness commands do you know them sir thomas i mean personally i've never been introduced prince but captain trevor ah i remember your saying something about his trevor he called back to an officer of his suite come hither reginald trevor it was who parting from his place in the line rode up respectfully saluting if i'm not mistaken sir said the prince you have acquaintance with the ladies we see yonder presumably the daughters of master ambrose powell if it be they your highness i once had but it's been dropped long ago what a quarrel no prince answered the young officer somewhat hesitatingly not exactly that only a little coolness then well perhaps i may be the means of restoring friendly relations but first i want you to perform the ceremonial of introduction i hope you haven't so far offended the damsels as to render you ineligible trevor stammered out a negative at the same time announcing his readiness to comply with the prince's wish he could not help himself knowing it was more a command than a request come along then let us on to them you colonel keep the escort at halt here till i ascertain whether we can have a night's lodging at hollymead house that is he added in a jocular way whether we'll be made welcome to it saying which he gave his arab a touch of the spur and started off at a canter over the green sward direct for the hawking party of course reginald trevor went along with him though with a reluctance which had only yielded to authority not to be gainsaid despite his withering words spoken at their last interview he still loved vega powell himself hoping against hope still had respect for her and to introduce prince rupert was like being a party to the accomplishment of her ruin hmm grumbled the ex-lieutenant of the tower as he looked after them some little chagrined at being left behind high mightiness thinks he's going to have it his own way with yellow hair he won't though unless he do as i've counselled him but twill come to that must before we go back to bristol and i shall carry thither my share of the sweet spoils end of chapter fifty five recording by john brandon